Bad Family, a podcast about black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. How's it going? Okay. How are you? I'm good. Wow. You and Lincoln connected at the exact same moment. Oh, whoa. That's because we're the same. (laughs) We are the same person. Um, I'm just plugging in my phone. I uh, just noticed my phone is at like 30% and I didn't want it to die while we were recording. Yeah, mine's at like 20. So I should probably plug mine in as well. So if you mind out, we'll know. Well, also Matt is listening, not listening. He's watching the Simpsons in the other room. <laughs> so that may show up on our recording, but... I don't care. I mean, this is just fun. This is just a test. So I felt like the lovely peppering of the Simpsons in the background could be. It can only help. Could it could only add. There's no copyright issues, nothing. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I just thought it would be fun to get together and, and chat. As you know, I've been wanting to try doing a podcast for a while. Yeah, for sure. Because I really particularly have anything to say or feel like I'm (laughs) the smartest or the best, but just to do something new and why not try something new in a, in a period of time where you have very little to do. (laughs) Amen. He's yawning already. (laughs) No, I'm just sleepy. I have a late night. (laughs) So I thought we should start just by um, saying a few words about ourselves. And obviously, I know you guys, you know, better than I know most people, as you're my siblings. (laughs) But I thought it would also be interesting because it gives insight into what you think of yourselves. Ooh. (laughs) Okay, do you want to go first? No, I don't want to go first because I don't want to influence you with the things that I say. Meaning if oh. I say something, you use it as a template for your own introduction. Oh, okay. okay. Well? Um, I can go first, Lindsay. Okay, yeah, you go first. Um, I'm Lincoln. I am the youngest of our siblings. I currently live in San Francisco. Um... I am 24 years old, and I work in ed tech. Cool. Is that... (laughs) That feels like a job interview. So there's your template. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. No, no, that was good. Okay. Um, I'm Lindsay Toyval. I am uh, the youngest girl of the family (laughs) and um i live in la uh i have one roommate i work as a copywriter for a little marketing agency and um yeah i have greater creative aspirations for uh writing and other things but for now uh i'm doing the content marketing life and that is uh what it is i love that 
Well, I am Courtney. I am 34, almost 35 (laughs) next month. I thought it was very interesting that you both wanted to define, you both wanted to talk about what you do for work. I guess that's such a huge part of our lives. But um, I don't know. I don't often think of that when I think of myself, although I spend so much of my time in my work. Um, I work for a law firm. And I guess I don't, I guess I don't want to say what I do because I have a big job. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. And it feels like bragging in a way, even though it's not bragging, it's just a lot of responsibility, but it's not necessarily how I define myself. But like you, Lindsay, I have creative aspirations. And I think this is part of it. Just wanting to kind of try something and iterate and get better every time that Mm. I do it. And I just have spent so many years focused on left brain type stuff, you know, like paying the bills and focusing on my career and growing and challenging myself to make money to survive, you know, and to get better, but not necessarily challenging myself on the creative end. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. and, And feel that real fulfillment. So I think this was part of it. I mean, I imagine our audience is like us in a couple of years, looking back yeah. <laughs> at our lives or our family members, you know, wanting to listen and hear our own stories and narratives. Nina, Nina just texted me from the other room. My roommate, Nina, just texted to say, sounds like you're on a date. Tell the podcast I say hi. <laughs> Nina! <laughs> I love that. Um, I guess, yes, this beginning is much like an awkward date where you're just sort of like feeling the temperature, Um, which is actually probably a great way to start something like this, where you're just sort of feeling the temperature of what was happening. I was trying to think, you know, thematically, if I had a podcast, what it would be about, because I know that we each... I mean, I perceive you both to be incredibly smart. I guess part of that is like patting myself on the back because we are so many teens. Because we're the same. Our family, very smart. You know, of course we would want to. Yeah. Our family is the best family. Everybody thinks so. But I just thought it would be, um, well, I... I want to call this bad family, as you know, because I think it's so funny that that's our little chat group, bad family. And also it's ironic because I don't think we have a bad family. I think we have a good family, but also we are the bad kids in the good family. Yeah. And I still don't perceive (laughs) us to be bad. (laughs) Conceptually, we're considered bad because we're not Mormon. I will call us the black sheep when I talk about our group to my friends or whoever. Yeah, I call us the bad kids. I call us bad family. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that it would be fun just to chat, you know, like once a week. And then we each, either we each bring something we want to talk about or the one person that week brings three things they want to talk about and then we just sort of chat like we do normally sure okay i'm in um, cool what do you want to talk about 
She didn't bring anything. <laughs> you have to send the homework beforehand. I actually had, I had four or five different ideas this morning as I was thinking about it, and and sort of thinking this was something I wanted to do this morning. But on the spot, even though it's just you guys, I'm just still getting used to recording myself, and I feel very. Like in the limelight, like when you're telling a story at the at a party and you are like, don't forget the end of the story. Don't forget yeah. Yeah. where you're going with this, like A to B to C to D. And so I don't remember now. I remember, Lincoln, I wanted to ask you about Animal Crossing because I was listening to... Oh, sick. Well, I was listening to Demi Burnett, who is one of the Bachelor stars. She just came out with a new podcast and I listened to the first episode and they were just talking about what they were doing in quarantine, which I actually found to be really boring, <laughs> but they kept talking about how much they were playing Animal Crossing. Um, and as someone very looped out, I have no idea what that is. Oh yeah, I, I keep seeing played... updates of like, sorry, I totally interrupted you, Link. It's alright. I just see a lot of people talking about like, oh yeah, I spent 10 bushels of brussels sprouts to buy like penguins for my island or whatever it's all right you're totally out of your depth <laughs> <laughs> that is not what happens in the game um so animal crossing came out uh about a month ago march 20th um and i have put over 200 hours into this game oh my so, god <laughs> Just because it's so easy to play, and it um, <laughs> like the time in the game is the same time that it is in the real world, so it encourages you to play like in short bursts, um, daily essentially. Um, and in quarantine, a lot of people are playing it because they can't hang out with their friends in the real world. But in Animal Crossing, it's possible to like have a big party with your friends on your island and they can come and see how you've decorated um things at your place and then you can go to theirs so is um, it like minecraft where you can like build stuff you can build stuff um when you get to a certain point in the game you can start terraforming your island so you can like build rivers and cliffs um when you start off everyone just has like a random island template that's like uh, it's pretty much just a giant forest. Um, but Wait, I have like, a couple I... of questions. Sure, hit me. Are they your real friends? Or are they simulations everyone is calling their friends? But they're just... No. So, um, <laughs> they're your real friends. On It's on the Nintendo Switch. And you can like send people your Switch friend code. And then... Uh, every time you play a game, they'll see that you're online, and the same thing with them. Um, and if you're both playing Animal Crossing, then you can go to the little airport on your island and take a plane over to their island, or vice versa. And then oh. you and, like, up to, I think, eight-ish friends can just hang out on your island, and all of the little animal, like, villagers within your island town are there, and you can decorate or run around anything you want are you talking in real life for example matt plays games not all the time but he plays red dead redemption on the playstation 4 yeah and on that game almost no one has a headset and is chatting yeah 
But one Saturday I heard him talking and he ran into someone from Connecticut who he didn't know, a stranger, mm-hmm. and was talking to them on the headset. Mm-hmm. And it really threw me off because as he he just would he had his headset on while he was playing, but he mm-hmm. just kept saying howdy in case he met someone. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was so a little heavy-handed to be saying why i was just like just say hi (laughs) howdy Um, to be saying howdy in the in the cowboy game whatever anyway so you said yes people are talking to each other yes so within the game you can like open the little chat box and send a message to the game although it's a little hard to type using the controllers so uh, what me and my friends have been doing, and what I assume a lot of people have been doing as well, is they go on Discord, which is this, like, um, gaming chat platform. But basically, it's exactly like we're doing right now. You can go on and type things into the chat, and then they can also hear your voice. So um, me and Haley, my partner, will play Animal Crossing with our friends, and then on her computer discord will be open and we'll have a group of friends that we're just like chatting and laughing while we're on somebody's island interesting you already answered my second question which was how are all the islands connected and they're not you have to fly everywhere you go uh you have to fly to someone's island so one person has to like decide they want to be the host and say come visit my island we can hang out here um, and if you want, you can hop from island to island to see everyone else's places. Do you have to all be in the same world? Or do they have to send you, like, an island code for you to get to their island, or what? Um, you can set a code if you want to, like, keep out, uh, like, people who are on your friend list that you don't want to come. But otherwise, you can just set, like, make my island open to all of my nintendo switch friends and then anyone who's playing can see that your island is open and then catch a flight gotcha it sounds fun to me in a way but it also sounds exhausting i just feel like (laughs) it sounds like something i could really lose a lot of time to and i already have a lot of those things so that is fair i have already lost a lot of time to this game well my friend jane who i think you all know about but have never met yeah she is very disappointed right now because she can't buy a switch they're all sold out and they're not in production they're all sold out they're all sold out everywhere i'm texting nina that she was just saying she wanted to get one Shoot, it's like try and well, find bleach wipes or a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Good luck. If you look online, um, you may be able to find something, but it's definitely going to be like um, upcharged. Interesting. Dang. Well, I, I have no aspirations to buy one. I think the, like Lindsay said, I have enough time wasting things in my life. Well, if you get bored of what those, are what are yours? <laughs> I have some recommendations. <laughs> um, mine are mainly the Switch. I my quarantine hobby has been uh, I bought a guitar a little while ago. I've been teaching myself that. Oh yeah, we're starting a band. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, 
Lincoln, you bought yourself a guitar. I bought a guitar a few weeks ago. I've been playing every day. Um, as the only person on this chat who I think has been in a band, it's very fun. Oh yeah, I forgot your band. What was it called? It was called CCQB. CCQB. What does that stand for? Courtney, Shantae, Quinn, Brett. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, that was early in my 20s in college. Lincoln, did you even know about that? I know we have, we have a 10-year age difference. I think I've ever... seen pictures, but I didn't remember off the he- top of my head that you were in a band. It was an incredibly fun time of life. I just feel like if you're going to be hanging out with your friends, it's very fun to be doing something productive is not the word because it's not like you're making music to get anywhere or to hit any goal, but it's just you're making something. I would would argue that productive is a good word. I bought the guitar because um, I know I waste a lot of time during quarantine uh, just like playing Switch, and I wanted to do something that I felt was like more worth my time and didn't make me feel bad about like just laying in bed and playing this game. We lost um, Lindsay, her phone may have died, but maybe she'll join back in. Oh, um, Ooh-ooh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel productive when I learn a new She's back. Sorry, <laughs> I accidentally closed the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah right we know you just logged off to like fart or something <laughs> no way I'd do it loud and proud <laughs> um, no Lincoln I think that's great I tried to learn the guitar in college and then actually again you know around the time of my divorce so I guess I'm like 26 or 27 mm-hmm. I had like a music club how Mormon, you know, everything is very activity based. Mm-hmm. But I would have friends and we would do a music night. And then there were quite a few talented people who would play their music and quite a few untalented people, such as myself, that would do very bad covers we had learned that morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I never learned how to. Uh, it's embarrassing that I don't even remember what it's called, but like string picking. Oh, yeah, like finger picking or string. I only play chords, but I could play very, very poor guitar and very poor drums. I played percussion in middle school, but I was... uh, I feel like I'm a little spazzy, at least my hands, so I could never, like, keep a steady beat. I get that. I can't read rhythm on sheet music i can read the notes but i can never figure out we were talking about this when we were talking about starting the band lincoln i told you (laughs) that when aunt lydia tried to teach us piano and she tried you know like the concept of like one knee and uh, two we and uh, i just can't it never has connected i didn't know that yeah Uh, that always made sense to me also when i lived in massachusetts one of my like callings in the mormon church which for anyone who has um, not been involved in the mormon church is like your assignment (laughs) to do at church every sunday one of mine was to be ward choir director really in my 20s and so i learned all of the you know directing patterns 
Oh. And so in my mind, I would do like the one, two, three, four, or depending on the beat, what it would be. They, when I was like, uh, I think 15 or 16, they had me do that during sacrament meeting. So like while they were playing the hymns, I would go up and swing my arm around to direct yeah. music. <laughs> I've done but... it a few times too, but I didn't I definitely didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I would often like mess up and then uh the piano person would get confused. I didn't like that everyone was looking at me uh within the congregation. So I think you did a very good job on the standard. Mm-hmm. Like songs with a standard beat, but if it was something unusual, Oh yeah, like a four I four, I could make work. Incredibly yeah, yeah. nervous. Yeah, can I tell you though that one of the nicest compliments I've ever gotten in my life was related to directing music as the choir director. What they say? This might show my <laughs> my vanity. It had nothing to do with how I was directing. It was about what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> what I did they say? I was wearing, um, I had this skirt and top that are black and white stripes. And then I was also wearing this black patterned sweater. So it was all black and white, but different patterns. And Laurel Thatcher Ulrich told me I looked like a painting. Whoa, that's nice. I know. And I was so, you know, like gushy. I wasn't starstruck. By then I had known Laurel. I love Laurel, but I had known her for quite a few years. So I got over her being an incredibly famous historian. It was, you know, just more like she was a friend at church. But I was so in love with that comment because it was it's both complimentary, but so artsy in a way I think that everyone in our family (laughs) longs for, but doesn't Mm. achieve. (laughs) So... Anyway, what's the nicest compliment either of you have ever received? Good question. Mm. Hmm. Mm. It's a moment of dead air. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head. Yeah, I've feel like i'm in a similar boat okay well i hope people have said nice things about you you know (laughs) no i've had people say things like see the problem is i'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound like i've you know i've loved it so much and i've dwelt on this a lot but i've had people tell me things like you're one of the smartest people i've ever met and then you know Obviously, that's complimentary, but then I'm like, you should meet more people. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually think it's a sign of intelligence to know how much you don't know. Because I remember in high school or in my early 20s, feeling like I was so smart. And the more I saw of the world, the more stupid I realized that I truly was. You know, it's just like, you know what, I feel that. I feel that on both ends, though. Like, sometimes I look at the world and I'm like, I know absolutely nothing. And then sometimes I look at the world and I'm like, everyone is an idiot. (laughs) I'm not the only one who doesn't know anything. Well, I think that you're incredibly smart. 
I don't know who our smartest sibling is, but I know who uh, who are not our smartest siblings. And I think <laughs> you might be one of the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yes, I also feel like you have surrounded yourself with incredibly smart friends. Like I think Sophie is just incredibly smart I mean and that's not something since I haven't known her that long and we don't have you know like a rich and robust friendship I only know that from listening to her podcast she's all fat and just being blown away sometimes by like the things that she's thinking about or considering yeah and I think that's having yeah she's really smart you I think makes them really smart <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think you're all very smart. I'd agree with that too. Both you, Coco, and Lindsay, um, and your friends, Lindsay. So Sophie and Nina and the rest. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Also, our parents are very smart. And I both think that they don't know it and that they haven't leaned in. What does that mean? Mm. Uh... I think they both feel defensive about how smart they are. Oh, that makes sense. But I feel that way too. Yeah. That's probably... I think that is... I think partially that's a class thing. Yeah, that's a a side effect of not having a degree, uh, I believe. Yeah, both mom and dad feel, I think that... Not that their lives have let them down because they have you know, great children and have done fantastic things. But I think that neither have come to peace with the fact that their lives didn't go the way that they imagined that they would go. You know how dad wanted to go back to Samoa and be prime minister, you know, get his education here and go back. Mm -hmm. And then it just never materialized. Things like that. I think they're always feeling some level of. Yeah. What if or not enough or something. Not even regret, but... Yeah, I kind of felt like when we were at home uh, over Christmas... Not you, though, Lincoln. Sorry. <laughs> but when we... Thanks, Lincoln. Well, I, I want to go, go home, home anyway. Christmas this year. <laughs> but when we were home and then mom brought out that, like, high school recording of her playing uh, the lead in Camelot at the age of 17, and she was so excited to show it to all of us. I loved that, though, for two reasons. No, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was an incredible accomplishment. And also, it was like a side of mom. It would have been impossible for us to know without that recording. Like the deep south, <laughs> country, southern, that she no longer has. You know, it was... I mean, she definitely still has an accent. Did she have a really bad accent in this that, video? Not that... It's stronger. It's not a video. It's a tape oh, recording. It's like a cassette. So Lincoln, when mom was in the in high school in the 70s, as you know, she was the lead in Camelot. And someone, I think, had won or for some reason had a reel-to-reel. And so set up the reel-to-reel in the back of Rhina High School and was able to make a recording mm-hmm. of it. And mom ran into him in the dentist office. Our mom works for a dentist. He was a patient 
and mentioned that he had this recording and he was going to make mom a copy. And so mom now has it on CD and she played it for us at Christmas. And it was really, it was delightful. Like hearing, I don't know about you guys, but I have this almost like worshipful reverence of our mother's voice from remembering her like singing Oh Holy Night at Christmas, you know, at Mm -hmm. church or like songs no one else could sing or hitting notes no one else could hit yeah besides the pences yeah. and the hall sisters <laughs> the i definitely remember being able to but you're trying to cover your bases for them <laughs> if they're listening but sorry no our mom did it better our mom had the best voice. i definitely remember being able to easily pick out both mom and dad's voices like out of the crowd um during church no matter where i was sitting Oh, I felt like pride over it. I do not sing the best in our family. I probably sing in the the lower end mm-hmm. of the worst. <laughs> but I just feel like hearing like the their beautiful voices for me. I don't know. It's so meaningful to me. And I feel so sad that we don't have any recordings of them. And I oh, still yeah. I still would like recordings of them singing now. But both of their voices have deteriorated. I don't say that to be mean, but they they have said that themselves. Like dad, because of his acid reflux, his voice is not the same smooth tenor it used to be. It's challenging. And I still want recordings of their of their voices, but I really wish that they had recorded something when we were mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. It will just have to live on in memory. Maybe it's more beautiful for being kind of ephemeral. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember I used to um, sing the national anthem for our volleyball games in high school. And one time dad came <laughs> and he was like, after the game, I didn't barely even play. Like singing the national anthem was my main role in the game. And then afterward, he was like, uh, good job, honey. Uh, but you'll never be as good as your mother. <laughs> And Thanks, I was like, Dad. thank you, but, and you know what? It's true. Yeah, I think Jamie has the closest voice to mom's voice, really? but I haven't heard Jamie sing in years. I think Jamie has the most, Jamie has a clear, uh, clear soprano or like mezzo soprano, whereas everyone else, I think our voices are a little bit lower. I feel like I don't mom's. know Jamie's singing voice that well because when I was growing up, she was like, she left pretty early for me. Well, she left not even age difference between you because I'm 10 years older than you. Jamie is 11, but she was so far ahead in school. She went to college at like 16. I think she had just turned 17 when she went, right? Yeah. So you were a baby when she left for college. Yeah, you barely know her. I mean, honestly. And we don't talk too much these days because Jamie's busy with being a mom. But that makes sense. You should come down more, Lincoln. I I see her a lot more now. Like, I feel like we're a lot closer since Mm -hmm. I moved to L.A. Because I get to go down there and play with those kids all the time. Was it like a two-hour trip for you? I love it. Um, like two or three, uh, each way by train. Yeah. 
I wish I had my siblings closer. I don't think I even said where I lived. Um, I'm in New York. This is Courtney in New York. Actually, I feel like circling back to our introductions, I feel like both of you did it so smooth. And when I was trying to introduce myself, I got caught in like the existential angst. (laughs) (laughs) My job does not define me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Lincoln and I were perfectly happy to define ourselves by our work. work Perfectly happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not really, though. Actually, I've been seeing a lot of these uh, tweets about the way that companies are marketing right now. Just the fact that branding has all become like this empty platitudes of like together apart, you know that kind of thing and uh, it makes me laugh because that is my that's my nine to five (laughs) that's like 24 7 i'm sitting here trying to think up how to whatever sell tools in covid19 language it's it can be deadening (laughs) that makes sense yes in a way i kind of like that though because it's it's creative but it's the parameters are a box so it's like you have to just like push yourself to think of something narrow but within a certain yeah that's strength which in a way make it easier in some ways it can feel a little bit like uh i mean if you think of it as just playing a game of trying to come up with an idea that works within that box then then it's easy but when you think about the fact that the end result is just to get people to still buy things during quarantine <laughs> it's a little you feel a little bit icky I get that I was telling Jane this morning we talked on the phone that like some of the shine of capitalism is lost for me and as someone who has always been very pro-capitalist <laughs> just like feeling like you know, like, let the markets be this, you know, companies should grow and fail, whatever. I just feel like in this economy and in this time where I had to furlough two people yesterday and it feels like very much it's more about profits and more about people. Oh, yeah. And businesses have to survive and whatnot. It's like the glamour is gone for me. And I am getting, you know, mom and dad are always like, the older you get, the more conservative well, you'll get. For yeah. me, I feel myself getting more and more radical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like where I just want like, you know, much more equity, more equity of income distribution. There's like, I want like a 90% tax on the 1% over a certain threshold. And I want. I think everyone should have, I forget what the economic term is, but like a base wage where you don't have to do anything for oh, it. Yeah. Like the government oh, pays a, UBI? a certain amount. Yeah, universal basic income. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I just get, especially as we're seeing things now in the pandemic where so many have no jobs and feel so desperate and Congress passes a stimulus package where 
taxes are slashed for the wealthy and people barely, you know, small businesses can't get loans, things like that. Or like more mortgage is forgiven. No one has to pay mortgage, but all the renters still have to pay rent, things like this. Right. I am or the, the small business package that so many enormous, like multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies applied for and got. And then, you know, like Shake Shack and what was the other one? Well, also, I don't know, Home Depot or something. uh... Well, Shake Shack is a is a good story, though, in that they well, they gave it back, gave it back. Yeah, but it's still they still applied for it. They only gave it back because people found out. Churches applied for those. Oh, I didn't know that business loans as well, but they don't even pay taxes. Ooh, I just. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like... think maybe that applied that thinking of you'll become more conservative as you get older might have applied when mom and dad were young. But I don't think it applies anymore. I, I think just feel like I trust people less and less. And like I trust our government less and less. Oh yeah, my faith just... in institutions is extremely uh-huh. low. So, on that depressing note, (laughs) (laughs) wait, let's talk about something nice. Oh, I can tell you something nice. Um, I've been, something that I've been doing, not necessarily to fill my time, but I have been working out a lot in our bedroom since we're stuck at home and I don't walk anymore (laughs) since there's nowhere to walk here. New York is a very walking heavy city, but now I don't walk at all. Um, So I have been doing little workouts in our bedroom every night after I stop working, which um, is comical. And I'm sure our downstairs neighbors don't appreciate because it's (laughs) (laughs) but um, I, my personal trainer, Lloyd, who obviously he's not, we're not training together anymore, but um, I'm paying him and he sends me workouts to do through uh, mm-hmm. like a workout app. I told him, Lloyd, you'd be so proud of me. I'm working out six times a week. Um, and I think Lloyd has always struggled with me because um, I don't do what he says. <laughs> I don't work out often. I don't have a good and healthy diet so it's almost like I'm a struggle (laughs) I'm a struggle client that's not making progress but I said Lloyd you'd be so proud of me I'm working out six times a week and he said that's too much (laughs) you're not going to see he said you're not going to see changes when your body can't recover you need to stop working out so much only work out like four or five times a week and my face alit with so much (laughs) (laughs) I was like yes (laughs) so I'm delighted I actually I I will be working out less that sounds great that's awesome Uh, I have fallen off of the workout train recently I, I mentioned that I bought this guitar a few weeks ago I've been playing every day but I have a hard time balancing like productive habits so before the guitar i was working out uh like pretty regularly um but when the guitar came i could sort of only focus on that i have not been able to get myself to exercise too much well what have you learned on the guitar um 
many chords. Um, I was learning Take Me Home Country Roads earlier today. Um, Give us a taste. No, please. Actually, I'm I'm not not sure. Should we? I don't want to steal the... You're uh... never going to be ready for the band. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you guys started a music project together, I would listen. All right, but... Well, Lincoln, falls in your court. (laughs) Yeah, you should get Megan involved because she has a photographic memory, and I think she actually has the strongest voice of our siblings maybe comparable to you Lindsay, because i always felt like you had a really strong are you exaggerating she doesn't have a photographic memory right i think she pretty damn close Mm, i think she has a very good memory (laughs) we'd have to ask her it may not be photographic but it's the kind of thing where if you start to sing any song megan knows every Mm. single word Oh, yeah, that's true. She's very good with lyrics and quotes and things. I feel that way, but only with, like, lines from TV and movies. Oh, I'm horrible with pop culture. When I would do improv in high school, um, they would purposefully, before every show... They would say, remember not to give Courtney any pop culture reference because she won't Ooh. understand it. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I don't know why. It's just like a black hole in my brain, but it's true. I'm not, it's not my forte. Yeah. Which is one reason why I don't understand jokes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You can be a little literal. Just a, incredibly literal. I know that I am. I just can't stop it. I think it's that trust thing where I just immediately believe what people are <laughs> telling me and it takes a minute for me to suspend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a second for the irony to seep in. Yep. Anyway, I also feel like I... Like my humor changed. I feel like I'm less funny than... I used to be. Um, honestly, related to trauma, I feel like I'm less funny than I used to be related to my divorce. Like that that made mm-hmm. me very serious. And I haven't had like a similar reverse trauma to make me serious. If... <laughs> that I've just been very serious. I don't know if reverse a reverse trauma. trauma. I think that's a that would be a good thing. Yeah. I don't find you to be uh you know, lacking in humor. I feel like maybe you used to try to be funny more and now you uh, don't really make as many jokes. Or your jokes aren't really jokes, if that makes sense. You just find things funny. They're like, yeah. you observe I mean, something to be to funny. Laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when you say you've become more serious, it's not to say that you're like a totally somber person now. Just different things make you laugh, maybe. Yeah, it could be. I will say that I feel like I laugh with my siblings, with you guys and the rest of our siblings, um, more than anyone else. I mean, I laugh with many, many people, but I feel like something about 
sharing jeans and growing up together kind of tickles our fancy in exactly mm-hmm. the same yeah. place. <laughs> I talked to Lauren on the phone the other day and we were Lauren's our Yeah, sister. our sister Lauren. And we were talking about uh oh, we were talking about normal people. We were talking about this new show that we were both watching. And we just had like the exact same reactions. <laughs> and Nina was like, it's very clear that you guys grew up in the same house oh wait are you talking about that show? <laughs> yeah <laughs> lauren, face- lauren facetimed me and was talking about this have you seen normal people and i said no but i think i know what it is because i saw Lindsay yeah. something on Lindsay's instagram about it and lauren said oh it's so sexy and i said oh really tell me about it and she said yeah it's just these real people kind of a romance but like going about their lives and she said sometimes it's a little too real (laughs) too relatable and I said I don't think I want to watch that I need I need like in these times I need like a fantasy I need a princess I need something very I haven't seen the show oh I think you should watch it but if you can't handle it that's fine that's also okay I have other Um, racks on a quick aside Lindsay have you started that anime that I told you to watch? <laughs> oh, you know what? I did. Uh, yes. Okay. But I only got like 10 minutes You're in. You're the worst. The problem is I just... I, just, <laughs> I will I'll keep going. The problem is I tried to start watching it while I was like working on something. <laughs> so I couldn't fully give it my attention because obviously it's uh, not in English so I couldn't just yeah. You have to be able to read this up. Have it on. Um, yeah. Lindsay, um, what anime so is I this? I recommended that Lindsay watch this anime called Haikyuu. Uh, it's H A I K Y U U. It's about volleyball. Exclamation, oh, exclamation point. points! I don't know how many exclamation points, but yeah, those are in the title. <laughs> um, it's about this high school volleyball team. And it's really, really good. Um, it's one of, yeah, I'd say it's one of my favorite animes. Um, but it's still ongoing. And it's a good, like, quarantine binge. Um, so I recommended that she watch it. And I did start it. So I think you ha- you really have to give me some points there. Yeah. Because you didn't expect that, I did you? I did not expect you, you to start it. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, watch watch the first few episodes. All I'm asking. Yeah, I will. I will. It just might take me a sec. Um, it's a cool show because it will teach you about volleyball as you're watching. So, like, even if you don't know anything about the rules, um, it'll explain different concepts. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's like I never mm-hmm. cared about tennis until I read like David Foster Wallace's short story about tennis. And you can just tell from his writing mm-hmm. how much he loves tennis. And that love bleeds over to his audience. It's just like when someone's talking about something they yeah. love, it makes you love it. Like, Lindsay, did you have um, Mr. Barnes for calculus at Gov School? Yes. Dr. Barnes? Yes. Oh, excuse me, Dr. <laughs> Please. Barnes. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> yes. Like, I was never good at calculus. I don't even know if I liked it, but when I was in his class, I felt like I liked it because he loved it. Yeah, I really it. liked him. So much, 
so much so that I not only took like AB calculus, I also took a second year of BC calculus just to like torture myself. Yeah, he was good. I'm trying to think of somebody. Mm. I just think people's love for things can bleed over. Yeah. My buddy, um, can really My buddy Jared you. loves hiking, and so I went uh, on like several different backpacking trips with him when I was in Virginia, uh, and it made it much more fun just like hanging out with a friend and seeing how much he loved hiking. Um, plus, nature is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> thought you were going to say my buddy Jared likes hiking. Oh, no. And then go into that again. <laughs> I was like, I get it. Plus, my buddy Jared. Is Not what beautiful. I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. I do love nature, but having—I was going to say having never been outdoorsy. I don't know if that's true or not. But just the older I got, I realized that I liked it less, and I wished I liked it more. Mm. I'm just pretty. I feel like I've been on. I like it after. I'm home. It's kind of like writing. I don't really want to do it. And then I do it and it feels fulfilling afterward, mm-hmm. you know? Like exercise. Like I feel like I've been on. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect analogy. I've been on plenty of camping trips where during it, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable and sweaty. <laughs> and I wake up, you know, in a sleeping bag all clammy and I hate it. And then I come home. Well, and I just think. And I like it better. I get that. In the moment, I'm just like bugs, bugs. <laughs> and it's hard to appreciate like the sunshine or the view of hiking. I think a day trip hiking is nice. It's nice to hike in LA. Yeah. Because uh, there are a lot of good day hikes. Aren't you super Aren't I what? Are you in super uh, bloom right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just in my apartment all day. It's actually really hot yeah. here. I've been prior to like this week, I've been going out on long walks like pretty regularly. Uh, but I really haven't been outside almost at all this week because it was like 90 plus every day. Actually, I talked to mom not last week, maybe the week before, but she said you were out walking and you didn't know where you were. Oh, maybe once. But no, I didn't know exactly. I knew where I was generally. I just didn't know, like what street. That she's she's being a little dramatic. I may have told her that I didn't know exactly where I was. She says that anytime she says that anytime you saw a person, you would turn in the opposite direction until you. (laughs) Oh, that is true. (laughs) Well, yeah, that is actually true. That's how I I lost my way within the neighborhood because I was on my walk, and I think maybe this was before. Or maybe just right when uh, the city of LA was like, everyone should be wearing a mask all the time. And honestly, still people, you'll go outside now and people aren't wearing their mask and that drives me crazy. So I was on my walk and I was trying to just cross the street or turn whenever I saw someone coming my way. And I ended up turning, you know, significantly off my route. But I still knew what neighborhood I was in. I'm glad. <laughs> She's been worried about me. 
That's She's nice. She's probably worried about all of us. We got a good mama. We got a sweet mama. Yeah, so I think for our, our future episodes, um, should we invite our siblings? Sure. You yeah. know, one at a time? or Yeah, just one at a time. <laughs> we can't have everyone at once. It'd it be like our normal I family mean... gathering. It's just chaos. <laughs> yeah, well, some people just wouldn't be able to speak. Loud, raucous, a lot of giggling, yeah. talking over one another anger some <laughs> lecturing <laughs> i wouldn't say but a lot of love what can we say unless it's like a special yeah actually tomorrow is mother's day so don't forget to call mom <laughs> <He> said, oh. <laughs> i'll call her well are we not going to do the family Good. zoom i figured we could just Everybody knock it out <laughs> on that call. I mean, certainly, well, we can get together that way, but I think it would be good to try and call her so she can chat to us yeah. privately. I love talking to mom. It's always, I'm always surprised by what we talk about. I never know. I just know that we laugh, but also I feel like she just needs to like vent or talk about whatever she wants oh, to yeah. talk about. I like what she talks about work. I like that too. Especially when she talks about like what she doesn't yeah. like or <laughs> people she does like. Yeah, and she has great expertise. Uh, for future episodes, I'd like to have conversations where we talk about our own expertise at well as well, sure. since we all know different things. Um, I I have a lot of cor- useless corporate expertise. I don't think your expertise but... is useless. I think you have very good insights, actually, about like interviewing and uh, asking for promotions and things. Those things do not come natural to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find that extremely anxiety-inducing. I feel like I've learned from experience and learned from friends. I've had some very good friend mentors. But yeah, I do feel like I have like corporate coaching skills. Lincoln, what are your expertise? Anyway, Um, I have to think about it. For my job, my um, expertise is like understanding online accessibility requirements. But that is, if I'm being real, really boring. Um, so I don't want to yeah. dedicate an episode to that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We should think of more, uh, no, but... more fun expertise areas. Well, I feel like when we were building that website for Tua, our brother, I guess I never said how many siblings we have. There are eight total. So we have a lot of siblings. <laughs> but when we were making that, mm-hmm. building that website for Tua, Lincoln, I thought you were so helpful. I had never done anything like that before. And so... It was just great having you. Thank you. You there helping me do it. Since I agreed to do something, you know, I didn't know how to do. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty painless. Anyway. I had like <laughs> made some websites using um, a similar like build a website feature like that before. We built ours on 
uh, square space, I think, or Wix. And WordPress. I thought we built it on But then it felt pretty similar to Wix, and I've used Wix before. Yeah. Yeah, so that was good insights. Anyway, let's say we lost Lindsay. So I guess that is like a sayonaro. <laughs> okay. And on that note. Well, love you too. I'm good out. <laughs> All right. Love you, Link. Bye. You too.